Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Gordon Beatty. A former journalist and author of five books, Gordon is chairman and founder of Beatty Communications in the UK, Beatty Tartan in North America, and the only series of marketing boutiques whose brands include Only Health, Only Retail, Only Student Recruitment, Only Crisis, and Only Marketing. So, Gordon, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Pleasure. So, um, so we have we've never actually spoken before, but we've engaged and interacted before, both on social media and then um, through through indeed email. Because when I was writing Get Social, I wanted to interview people, leaders that were out there really doing social and active and championing it from a leadership perspective. And I came across you uh, on both LinkedIn and uh, and on Twitter. And so I thought, you know, I'd really love to interview Gordon. So that's kind of how we met. So that's why I wanted to, to bring you on to the live kind of interview, Gordon, to talk about your... I suppose how you got started with social media um, and your activity and and why you use it. I I got started with social media probably about 10, 12 years ago when thinking back. And uh, basically, I think Twitter was the first platform I was on. Uh, I then went on to uh, LinkedIn uh, and uh, eventually Facebook. So. These are the three platforms I'm personally involved in. And what, you know, what was it that ignited your, you know, was it for personal reasons to stay in touch with friends or family? Or, you know, was it, was it, did you see the opportunities as a business connecting tool back then? Yeah, it was purely for business that I was interested in it. And still am to, to, because basically, although I'm on Facebook, I only do business stuff. I don't do personal stuff. Uh, I've got to say, I'm not that. I'm not that interested uh, in reading what everyone else is doing for their dinner tonight, <laughs> and therefore, uh, I only post uh, business stuff. Okay, and so you have been obviously social on the channels for a number of years, and you you help organisations, don't you, with their marketing? Yeah, we are their comms. We, we work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We work with a lot of clients basically to raise their profile in social media. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it works for our clients and it works for us. And the honest truth is that we probably generate millions of pounds worth of business every year by uh, working for our clients and ourselves. And that's so, so from a so where does, you know, from a communications perspective, I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for social channels because I think it allows us to 
you know, grow networks. So rather than just broadcast, you know, we're really able to connect with individuals that we ordinarily may not have been able to connect with. Is that is that mm-hmm. the same essence that you see going through both the work that you do yourself on social and indeed with your clients? We we, we do two things on social. We, we do social, what I would call advertising, and we do what I would call social communications. Yeah. And uh, both work hand in hand. So we, 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 we spend money for ourselves and our clients on social media, uh, advertising, products, services, etc. Uh, and we also spend a lot of time just posting updates uh, that we think clients might be interested in. Yeah. So, so it's so you've separated those two out very clearly between the paid social and like the organic conversational communication social. Um, and exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and how how have your clients embraced it over the years? Because I know for myself, um, you know, when we help organisations get started with social, you, you know, all those years ago there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of skepticism. Do you think things have changed now, Gordon? Are you seeing that that people are embracing them more freely? I I do think things have changed. I think uh, someone who's been very responsible for that is a guy called Gary Venerchuk, who I'm sure a lot of your uh, listeners will know. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of what he says in that, you know, social is everything. It's not everything. uh, But, let me tell you, it can make a huge impact on any business and any brand. And I do think that it's been warmly embraced by brands large and small all around the world. Yeah, and, and I suppose the the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? You know, unless you're doing it, you can't really reap the rewards from doing it. And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people... Um, you know, or or worse, get more sceptical about it because it was a bit of the unknown. But of course, these channels are, like you say, for yourself, you know, you've been using them for 10, 12 years. That, you know, most organizations now have have had this opportunity, haven't they, to be engaging with them for for quite a long time. So they're becoming, we're learning more about how to optimize these channels. Yeah, and I think you've got to know which channels uh, will, will work for you. For instance, there's absolutely no point in posting business stuff on uh, on uh, Facebook uh, unless you're putting money behind it. Yeah, you know, organic doesn't work in Facebook. You've got to uh, open your 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 purse and put money uh, behind it. Uh, having said that, it it does work on LinkedIn, both organic and paid. Yeah, uh, works in LinkedIn. And so within your organization then, you obviously, because you're serving clients with these services as well as doing it yourself, um, you know, and, and utilizing it for your own networking and your own brand awareness, um, you're also you're also obviously using it as an organization. Is that something that has been readily embraced throughout the organization? Is there training throughout the organization? You know, to you know, when people come on board to say this is what we do, this is help we, how we help our clients. How is it? How is it rolled within the organization? Uh, 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 right. If 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 you're talking about taking on graduates, I would suggest that they know. Uh, 
as much, sometimes more than we do. And I think that's the that's the great thing about social. Mm. Uh, you're talking about training. Uh, we we don't do any formal training whatsoever. We maybe do on the job training, but we don't do any formal training for our people. We we spend a lot of money uh, on training our staff. We've got we've got for instance the BT boot camp uh, that that uh, where staff you know spend two three days uh, every year at now. People attending the boot camp do, do all sorts of things. They learn all sorts of things. But one of the things that we don't actually train up on is social, simply because all our people are so active on it. More, yeah. Some more so than others, of course. But uh, as you would expect in a marketing agency, uh, social is very much important for every client we serve. Yeah. And so, so that's interesting. So I suppose... It's just rather than there be a formal training, it's just an inherent. Of course, everybody's using social. You know, it's it's almost deemed as a a natural thing, is it? Yeah, I mean the 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 the, the, the one area I suppose where uh, we do uh, on the job training is basically uh, making sure that we're optimizing things on YouTube. Uh, YouTube has been a real uh, new business generator for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we want to do is basically encourage uh, people again to, to understand that it's not just a matter of shoving up a, up a video and crossing your fingers hoping to get an audience. It's a matter of optimizing your audience and you know, actually again putting money behind your campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a, a valid point because there's a lot of organisations, there's a lot of people that think it's almost like a tick box, you know, oh, that's it, we've, we've done that now, we've put the posts up, tick the box, that's done. And they're kind of missing the whole strategic point about, you know, what it's all about. You know, it's about growing audience and sometimes you can do that organically within a community kind of network focus organically. But a lot of the time, realistically now, particularly external facing channels, you are dependent, aren't you, on the paid on the paid aspects? You, you, you totally are. If you look at most company videos, at the very most, they'll get about 300 views these videos have probably cost somewhere from £2,000 to £18,000. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, hardly anyone sees them. They're a waste of money most Mm. of the time. The only way you're going to make video work on YouTube is by putting money behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a a lot with Facebook. Like you said, you know, it's pointless just being engaged on Facebook, isn't it, these days when it's really become a paid advertising channel? It it, it has. And uh, it will become even more so, I think, as time goes on. I do, I do see, for instance, uh, Facebook uh, and some of the social channels taking on traditional broadcasters and that's going to be an interesting uh, view for us all going forward. Mm, yes, I've seen that's, that's happening more and more, isn't it? And it's interesting that Facebook, of you know, because some of the ways that I would advocate that Facebook is useful for businesses, regardless of size, is, is, is the 
the community aspect and they have Facebook workplace, you know, which is their commercial kind of internal social uh-huh. network uh-huh. And, and some uh-huh. great stuff comes out of that. Um, and that, and, and if, if you're not using the Facebook workplace application, then of course people organically create groups don't they within Facebook? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's interesting, yeah. just last week, Facebook came out and said that the, the, there's going to be more of a focus for them personally as a, as a business on the whole group community thing. So, because that's really almost like creating lots of micro social networks. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we use them with, as a company. Uh, I personally don't but we use them as a company uh, and uh, they're very good for collaboration and all sorts of things, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is. It can often uncover some real gems within within the organisation. So... So coming back to you then, Gordon, because you're active, you've, you know, one of the questions I often get asked is around balancing as a leader, your kind of personal life and your business life. I mean, you've, you said at the outset here that you really do focus predominantly purely on business. Do you, do you let any of your, you know, the, the, the Gordon on the weekend come into, to the content that you're sharing? I don't really, because you know, one of the things that I don't like and one of the things that I think is very dangerous about sites like Facebook is where you show ca- you, you showcase your house, your lavish lifestyle if you've got one, <laughs> uh, your exotic car if you've got one, uh, your beautiful wife if you've got one. And at the end of the day, uh, if if you end up in the press and media or on social media for the wrong reasons, mm. it can be an absolute disaster. Uh, we we have a, a reputation management business called Only Crisis, and you know often we are called to quote rescue people mm. who have uh, been too vociferous on uh, Facebook or yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, yeah, that's so uh, I'm I'm well aware of the dangers, Michelle, and yeah. that's why I personally don't talk, you know, very much at all about my personal life because of because of the business you're in and some of the stories that you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose we know better than most uh, what the the problems that can be caused by having a a high profile. On social media, I also, you know, I also find it hard to understand uh, people who uh, want to go on about personal grief publicly. It's, it's one of the things that never fails, that never fails to amaze me. You know, mm-hmm. people who go on to social media and say, "This time, twenty years ago, I lost my son or my daughter." Mm-hmm. And and you know they 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 grieve in public. For me, that's a no no. You know, I I want to keep these things to myself, uh, not 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 seek public sympathy. Yeah, and I I suppose I suppose that comes back to the the rich fabric of our society, isn't it? That you know that, that some people 
do want to do that and some people want to be part of that and uh, and there are lots of groups online that people join for those very reasons you know so that they that they feel part of a community and they're not alone but you, you know yes it can it can come across as a it can be awkward can't it and uncomfortable for for, for others yeah 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 I, I, I find it awkward but maybe that's maybe that's because of my background you know being brought up in Scotland where basically if you if, if, if you're going to cry you don't do it in public uh, so I don't know you yeah. know, but, but personally you would never find me on the grieving about yeah. about something that's happened personally in my life no absolutely not so so for you it's about business it's about business it's about networks um, you know internally with your own organization obviously it's about serving your clients effectively and keeping up to speed with everything. So what have you learned over the years, Gordon, from your many years of, of being on social? Is there is there anything that you would you would say if I was starting out, you know, and I was reticent as a leader to be getting into social? Because there seems to be, you know, we have our leaders that that are very comfortable out there, you know, and that are doing, are being very transparent and very visible. And then there's a whole lot, you know, way more that are, you know, that's not my job. That's not what I need to do. Uh, I don't want to do it, you know, and, and they're uncomfortable potentially doing it. You know, there's a bit of fear. What would you say to somebody? What advice would you say? Well, I have noticed that a lot of chief executives of big companies, a lot more seem to be embracing social media now than than in the past. Now, I think that's a good thing. But you've just got to take a brave pill and basically say, if, if, if I'm leading an organization, I should lead from the front mm -hmm. because my posts are going to be seen by my employees, my suppliers, and my customers, and therefore, you know, I need to be up there. Now, if, 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 if for instance, uh, you, you don't know exactly how to do it, then that's not a problem. There'll be people in your organization that do, but, you, but as a chief executive, you need to frame the messages and you need to guide the strategy as to what you want to say online and in social media especially. Absolutely. And I think that I know myself, you know, uh, uh, I've mentioned this a few times in posts and things that I've shared. I've actually coached a couple of people anonymously because they they haven't felt comfortable, you know, talking to people internally. But, you know, there are a lot of it makes sense, doesn't it, to do that kind of cross-referral of knowledge. Um, and like you say, you've got young graduates that really get the tech coming in, but they don't necessarily mm -hmm. understand the strategic aspect of communicating, you know, from a business perspective. They've been using it exactly in their day-to-day -day lives. So that marriage of the two can, can really help, can't it? That reverse mentoring uh, aspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I, I post stuff on Instagram, but I don't actually do it myself. Uh, I've got someone doing it for me because basically, it's it's not. I don't find Instagram user friendly for how I like to work. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I mean, I've also got clients that you know are are in industries where they. 
can be public targets. And what I advise them to do is let's 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 shoot a video. We can edit that video and then we can post it live on social media so that all that's going out there is something that you're happy with. Yeah. And I, I do think that, you know, caution uh, for a chief executive is is as important as putting out lots of content. Absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, and in many ways, uh, you know, I think I think it's a choice, isn't it? It's a choice. I, I mean, it, you're right. Leading from the front is an important part of it and being visible and transparent. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, the future of leadership and it's all changing and, and you have to be on these channels. But there are, like you say, there are areas and, and sensitivities in business where it's just not relevant or applicable for the CEO, you know, to be out there visible. And in some cases it is and great if it fits and it works, why wouldn't you? Um, but, but if it doesn't and there is that, then, you know, like you say, there is that option of controlling there can still be stuff going out there like a press release scenario done into the social channels, but it's completely controlled and it's managed within the comms teams. Yeah, I do think, you know, there are huge dangers about being involved in social. There are huge benefits as well. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I can tell you a situation involving uh, the chief executive of a global Group, a uh, global company that we look after. Uh, his wife uh, was posting all sorts of things about their lavish lifestyle, mm. and he was posting all sorts of things about about the business aspects and what was happening within the business. And there was there was a problem there because uh. he's he he he's getting across the business message, and she's saying. What a wonderful lifestyle I've got! Look at look at look at the 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 champagne I'm drinking. Look at where I am today. Look at my my yacht, etc., etc. Uh, and we had to have a word with the chief executive and say, look, you need to you need to make sure that as a as a family you are you the you're complementing each other. Yes, <laughs> diplomatic. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 So um, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, but internally, uh, like you say as well, you know, leading from the front is, in, is important. So whilst external social media facing social media channels ca can potentially be optional, they, like you say, they can be hugely beneficial, but you have to be cautious and you have to be um, aligned with all the messaging that is going out there and aware of what's going out there. Internally, uh, engaging your teams and being visible and engaging with your team and, and being accessible to your team using social technologies as well. That can be a really useful thing, can't it? Because let's say your, your organization is dispersed across the world. It's very difficult for you to converse with every single employee. But if you're connected through maybe an internal digital network or internal social network, that gives you that visibility and that opportunity to network with your employees. Is that something that you advocate to your clients as well, Gordon? It's it's something that it's something that we do. Uh, I've got to say it's it's not necessarily something that I do. Uh, I'm quite content with email and maybe that's because I'm an old stick in the mud. But <laughs> uh, we, we we use it in we, we, we use channels internally and we, we we obviously have to collaborate with clients 
uh, again on uh, on uh, these channels. Uh, I, as I say, uh, I recently asked my people, what, what do you think? Uh, uh, are they beneficial? And uh, the, the message I got back was, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a few people came back to me and said, why are you not using them, Gordon? You know. Yes. So there you go. Uh, perhaps, perhaps if you came back and interviewed me in a year's time, Michelle, I would be uh, active, but right now I'm not. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that the demand from the tea is that you know that question is why aren't you using them? And uh, uh, mm-hmm. and and that does that does definitely that does definitely come through. So um, brilliant. And so anything that uh, you wish you'd known at the outset, Gordon? Anything that would have made your life easier? Uh, well, I do think that uh, you know it's the the, the 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 earlier you start, the easier it is. Yeah. And uh, if if you are you know a, a, a chief executive who's not been active uh, and you're getting on in life, then the, what what you want to make sure you do is that you've got someone there to hold your hand, either someone internally or an agency doing it for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and eventually you'll learn to do it yourself if that's what you want to do. If you don't have time to do it, then continue with internal or external support. Yeah, I, and I, that very much came through when I was interviewing that there's different people doing different things depending upon their, their own skill set, their preference. And, and, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? You can mold it into a way. There are no rules. You know, you can make this work in a way that works for you and fits within your schedules and, and, and your life. Um, I think you're right. You're dead right there about no rules. I mean, yeah. I, I, I read all sorts of guff uh, about social media, for instance, as to what time you should be posting uh, your your updates and all this, and I just uh, you know I just shake my head because yeah. most of it is guff, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there are so many experts out there, experts in inverted commas, that mm. uh, you can easily be led astray uh, by uh, someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You, on the other hand, right? Uh, you, on the other hand. Uh, know exactly what you're talking about, and I would certainly say that uh, you know if 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 I were looking for someone to advise me on uh, social media, I would have no problem in coming to you and basically oh. saying, right, what should oh. I be doing? You know. Oh, thank you, thank you, Gordon. Well, I know I I I was delighted you read my book, and I was delighted you loved it. So, um, and that's wonderful to hear. So, thank you very much. Okay, so a little bit before we end, um, these questions are I'm taking you away from digital and social media now for a while, and it's just a little bit about you. So these are quick fire questions, just to everybody gets a bit of a flavor about you, and I, I learn a few things too. So I'm going to ask you these three questions. Is that okay, Gordon? No problem, no problem. Okay, great. So some of them are pretty big questions, but we're just going to go with top of the head stuff. So if you could change... Okay. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> there's lots of things I would like to, ch- to change. I would like to abolish politicians for a start. But anyway, uh, 
the, the, the one thing that I would actually say top of, my, top of my list would be there's only two things that matter in life, health and happiness. Yeah. And if you've got both, that you're, you're going to live a fulfilled life. And that's what I would wish. I don't have any children, but that's what I would wish for them if I had. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And what about books? Um, have you read a book recently that's inspired you that you can share? The terrible thing is, if if I'm reading a book, it's only usually a novel. <laughs> As uh, in all honesty, I'm oh, oh, I'm too busy writing books. Yes. Like I try to write a book a year, right? To to actually read books. So the oh, the last year. book I, I read was yours. Oh, so if since since this is all about social media, I would I would encourage anyone listening to this podcast to read your book, Michelle. You know, people are going to think I've paid you to come on this podcast, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is perfect mm. influencer marketing. Um, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So, and last but what, but definitely not least, what's the best piece of advice you've been given to date? It's it's an ancient piece of advice, and it very simply is: if you think you can, or think you can't, you're probably right. Mm, love it! Wonderful, fabulous. And uh, I, I do think that uh, if if you think you can achieve real success in the world, you can. Yeah. If you think you're going to fail, you will. Yeah, 100%. 100% with you on that. That mindset is a wonderful thing, isn't it? So, um, Gordon, it's been an absolute joy to um, eventually speak to you. Um, you know, I know we've had a couple of <laughs> phone calls, but this is wonderful to, to actually have a, a chat about um, what you're doing with social. So thank you so much for your insights. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. My pleasure as well, Michelle. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too. So be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.